So something that I did want to talk about was you guys watching the David Attenborough sustainability. Oh my god. So yeah. Oh god, we were both crying. We were both in tears over this. Like the the latest Attenborough just kind of like I'm a massive Attenborough fan, like through and through, but this one just really hit us both, didn't it? Like literally as soon as the episode finished, I remember texting you and I was like I really need to change my life. Sure, what's funny as well is um, just uh, before this podcast, we quickly nipped out to the shop. And on my way to the shop, I just bumped into my neighbour um, who was walking her dog. And we were talking about the David Attenborough and the sustainability. Um, it's just so kind of life-changing for us. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like actually it's to make small changes to your life, it's very easy. You just have to have the wake-up call. Because yeah. everybody needs to do it. Like, if you look at that documentary, it was, I, I, I'll admit, I was genuinely sat there and it made me feel overall incredibly anxious about the future yeah. of the world that we're living in. Like, because the older generation, I'm not saying it's everybody, but I feel like a large proportion of the older generation aren't necessarily worried about it because they're going to leave this world well before us and the offspring yeah. that we have. No one well, wants to think but about... But nobody wants to think about how bad yeah. it could be. But I feel like it's definitely more apparent now and people are... It's becoming more commonplace for people to make those changes, but not everybody's doing it. And there's still massive problems. Like, I can't imagine what like lockdown must have done to give the planet a break with everybody staying at home and like not driving their cars around all the time and not that many planes going up in the air and... All that kind of stuff, I just feel like it's... Yeah, we've not made dramatic changes. Like I'm, you know, I'm not walking around in sandals and eating my <laughs> sustainably grown tofu or whatever it is, but, you know, I'm making small steps. Yeah, we're, like, we're trying to make small steps. So, like, we're trying to eat a little bit more veggie or meat-free where we can. Um, we decided that we, if we are going to have meat, we're going to try and kind of shop locally as we can, like go to the butchers when we can. Um, but just try to be more mindful as well, like literally for the planet. I mean, like this is so your thing as well, Gia. Like I know that you're so yeah. Yeah. I think like for me, it just it was starting to like look through what I was putting in the bin, like yeah. the black bins. And you're like, did I need that bit of packaging? Did I need that? And then you're like, well, why was it on there in the first place? Like why couldn't I buy it without the packaging? That's and it's just like, yeah. Literally, we just went, we just came back from B&M and we bought a new lampshade for the bedroom and the lampshade was wrapped and wrapped and wrapped with loads of plastic. And it's Which like, what's need. the point? It didn't even need it. You could have just put a price tag, like, little sticker on it. Like, why is it wrapped in so much plastic? What, what you said about the bins is really interesting because since, um, since we moved house, what our council's done, which is actually really clever, is the black bin is actually really thin. It's tiny. So if you don't recycle, your bin is full in two days, which in the first week we moved there, here, I was like, damn it. Okay, I've filled the bin up now. Maybe I should start mm. moving some of that cardboard into the blue bin that's next to it. And then before you know it, now we, we, we split everything up. And they make it so easy for us as well. Like you don't even have to divide the There's glass no and all of that kind of stuff. It all goes in there and then they pick it up and they sort it all out for you. So I don't think... Like, it might not be different for the people, but it's so easy. And it is, you'd have to actively be lazy enough to not 
do it, basically. Yeah. And I mean, that, some, yeah, this is the thing, though. Like, sometimes I'll catch myself about to put something in the bin, and I'm like, wait, double-check. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure that it isn't recyclable, you know. And obviously, you know, some things just do come in plastic. There's nothing that you can do about it. Um, but yeah like the, there's literally no point to like 90 percent of the plastic that's used on this planet um, since we've seen the like i'm not saying it's just the documentary that's done it it's definitely fully opened our eyes but when it's what that that like sort of almost like the catalyst makes you start thinking about so like the next day i woke up and i was like you know like i'll turn the tap off when i brush my teeth and, and tiny little things like that and then you start to look around and having it in your in the back of your mind sort of every day like making those little changes i feel like if everybody did the same thing there would be a that is the problem that is the really really big problem because although we're only just one in half many billion people we are on the planet people think oh i'm just one person i'm not going to make a difference but we all need to make that tiny change for it to work that's why it's not working is because people have that mentality of oh, I'm just one person, it doesn't, you know, it's not going to change the world. Yes, you are. You're one person, you're going to help change the world collectively if we all, like, work together. That's why we're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, every 10%, like, less plastic that's wasted is 10% less plastic. Like, it, it, in the scheme of things, that is a hell of a lot of tonnes of plastic. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of tonnes of garbage, like... Even if you're just one person, think of the amount of plastic... You, you have or amount of like plastic shampoo bottles you buy and like we plastic around fruit and badge like think of all of that in a year and how much you can save just being one person like you are going to make a difference yeah like we fill our big blue bin up our big recycling bin up like once a fortnight to the, and that holds a lot yeah so if everybody on the estate that we live on which is probably about five or six hundred houses at the minute it's that's a, that's a lot just just trying to localize it and see mm-hmm. it from that perspective like it's so much mm-hmm. and it all adds up and i think there's this like broken mentality where everybody looks at the bin and they don't realize that that bin's going somewhere else after you've done it but everybody just closes the lid on the bin and it's like Boom. yeah that's it that's My done. Responsibility it's out. done with get rid of it i've thrown it away and like it doesn't go anywhere else and the magic little tooth fairy bin men come along <laughs> and they take it away and they took it up in the ground and we forget about it and nothing ever happens. when actually all that stuff has got to go somewhere and mm. it's got to be disposed of somehow and there's that many of us and i feel like now it, especially with covid this is kind of more apparent where if it will get to the point where the planet needs it so badly that you can either do it now through choice or you will have no choice but to do it yeah. because the government will make you do it and they will fine you if you don't do it. That's that, what it will yeah, get to. because that's the thing about the Attenborough documentary that really opened my eyes because I've known deep down that, you know, what I need to do, but I've not necessarily done it. But I think it's opened my eyes because he was basically saying it in a way that if we don't change within the next however many years, maybe like eight to ten years, like it will be irreversible that like our planet will end up dying. Yeah. So it is up to us to do and it now. The money is there, like... For a bit of backstory, like the the government has pledged to become net carbon zero, and there are billions and billions of pounds worth of funding. Like I work, part of my job is to deal with like the energy performance of houses and like renewable energy products and stuff. And there's so much funding available to make a house more efficient and stuff. At the minute, mm-hmm. they're really really pushing on it. Which, if they're throwing that much finance behind it, like it is really going to be an apparent issue. And the problem is, the cost of fixing it will become more and more expensive. 
So if you don't do it now, then the interest is basically just going to grow on the environmental problem. And then we'll be paying more towards trying to fix it. And they'll, they will have to start taxing for it to help offset it. So if you want to get a flight, that flight that costs you £300 is going to be £600. And all of the other stuff that comes with it, your petrol will have to start getting taxed because we need to offset the emissions that you're putting in, into the atmosphere. Or they will forcibly make you pay for carbon neutral fuel, which is something that I know Shell do. Because yeah. they sent me an email about it the other day. You can uh, you can you can pay to carbon offset all the mileage fuel. <laughs> which is an interesting fact. I like the fact that celebrities are getting behind it as well. Like I know Prince William and Attenborough are obviously huge celebrities and they've got massive influence, but other people so like the Formula One driver, Lewis Hamilton. Um, Lewis Hamilton has, has carbon offset every single mile he's driven on a racetrack in his entire career. Yeah. Driving an electric car um, and is like ruthlessly for like trying to save the planet. Because why on earth wouldn't you be? That's like saying, I'm going to slowly burn your house down for the next 10 years. You can either start to put it out or you can just lay in bed whilst it engulfs in flames around you. Well, that's kind that's of That's a deep analogy. Deep. But yeah, basically... <laughs> You can either let your house burn down around you or you can start to put the fire out, essentially. To bring it a little bit more light-hearted... Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like we were so passionate about it. Just, um, let's just kind of reel you back in. Um, I actually think that recycling really helps my mental health. And I don't mean that to sound dumb. Like, I really don't. But genuinely, like, when I sort out my rubbish and I'm, like, popping it into its piles and I know I'm doing my bit for the planet, it really helps my brain and my mindset. So, like, if you're not recycling and you're listening to this, do it for your mental health. Shannon folds our recycling up into... into okay, yeah, no, sorry, Shannon, like, I'm not, I'm not with you here. No. <laughs> no, it's so good for my mind. Some people do. I'm, uh, it's not the first time I've heard it, but, yeah, it's a bit, you make it a bit bait. Like, just put it in the bin. It's just safe, space-saving. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's just, like... Because the thing is, like, if I spent so much time, like, thinking about how much recycling I'm putting away, even though, like, recycling is better than putting it in the black bin, it still makes me anxious about what the planet is going to be like in the next couple of years. So, like, I'm just trying not to think about it. You could go for a massive deep dive into an endless rabbit hole with it, really, couldn't you? Uh, it just never <laughs> ends. Like, you know, how, much, how many carbon emissions is this Zoom call? you know like <laughs> burning off and all that kind of stuff but yeah uh, it's all right well hopefully everybody will start to have an attitude change as a name i feel like as our generation is definitely more at the very least like slightly more conscientious towards it than past generations where obviously they didn't have the understanding or the technology to to really see the impact it was having yeah yeah so I feel like maybe there will be a culture change. I think that's what it needs to be more than anything. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, if, we're, if we're a group of, you know, if we're three people on a Zoom call that's going to go out onto a podcast to share that information with everybody else, like how many other people are sat feeling the same? I feel like hopefully that it will, you know, it will change it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe start hashtagging me and like show me your recycling. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, I want to see your nice recycling boxes all folded up nice and neatly. I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to make folded recycling the new, new call. Mm. That's my pledge. That's how I'm going to end 2020. 
Hashtag Shannon's bins. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag. Shan's bins. Hashtag get in. Get in the bins, Shan. No, we don't have bins. No, Shan's bins. Yeah. Or Shan's Shan's bin inspire inspiration. Inspiration. Right. Inspiration. Right. Technical inspiration. We're better in sort of further down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Mm. I kind of feel like we do that on every podcast though, but that's kind of good about it is because we just end up like. Chatting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice. Do you think that? Do you think it is actually like? I know we sit and talk about it, but do you think there will be like real change involved with it, or? Do you I think there's that... going to have to be. I genuinely think that there will have to be. Like, the government have probably already got plans, but as soon as it starts to affect the people that aren't changing, that's when it changes. Yeah. yeah oh so my you god, kind that's of so true. Forced into it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's they'll funny. have to start making laws and supermarkets as well like mm-hmm. i think well, just do you remember when laws. we used to get free carrier bags and then we had to pay 5p for them right okay you know well, the carrier bag thing the thing is is look the money isn't going to better the environment yeah. it's and i understand it's going to charity like that's cool whatever but not all of it's going to charity Mm. So I'm like questioning where that kind of money I'm, is I'm actually going. I'm assuming it's costing them probably less than pennies to make each bag. Yeah. And they're charging five or Sainsbury's twenty p. It was the other day. It was more than five. Yeah. Thing is, the supermarkets don't make anything off of the bags. The yeah. bags are still free. It's the government that's charging for. Well, you know, like whatever order. Where, yeah. Where it's like going, I guess, but. Yeah. That's another deep dive. <laughs> Probably into uh, Dominic Cummings' uh, voluntary uh, severance yeah. payment, but... Yeah. Mm. Oh, Don't get him started. Don't yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the public space. You know, everybody will start, like, all the keto Karens are laughing me. Keto Karens. Okay. <laughs> That's another one he's coined, is keto Karens. Yeah. When I get hate, it's a keto Karen. What is it with... It normally is, though, it's, isn't it? It's quite a positive... Like, out of all the communities that are mm. on the internet, I feel like the keto community is pretty positive. Like, do you guys think. get a lot of... Like, from an outsider perspective, like, as I said earlier on, like, I have a really interesting relationship with social media where one day I will wake up on a Monday and just delete everything and come off it for a fortnight. Normally, it's when I get the screen time notification where I've probably wasted about four hours of my life this week watching cats fall off. Four hours just kitchens. a week? Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. That's really I know good. exactly. For me and Shannon, it's like five hours, six yeah. hours a day. A but, day. Yeah. yeah. Which I worry about like how much time we spend looking at those screens. But I mean, you guys use it for a positive platform. Like, I'm just. Um, I'm just an audience member. I'm not. You know, I'm not out there posting anything. So I kind of like periodically delete it. But out of a lot, like considering the in, the internet has the potential to be a very judgmental and dark place, I feel like the keto community is pretty positive. Like, do you guys get like you, don't, you get some hate, and I've seen you get some like. I block a lot of words off my comments. Yeah. Just you know, out of experience, but. You get you your eyebrows got roasted for ages. Oh, they didn't still they? do. They still do. What is right? I'm gonna, I'm calling out all the eyebrow. Roasts. They're just eyebrows, mate. Like, what does it matter? This is a it's because Shannon's hair's dark, and it's like so the eyebrows are dark. Like I I don't fill in mine because yeah I can't be bothered. But I, I, I did, believe it would look very similar to Shannon's. 
Yeah, I believe on social media. I mean, this is just I'm I'm a little bit old fashioned in this way. If you weren't going to go and say that to somebody in the street, I wouldn't say it to them on social media. Yeah, but the keyboard warriors like yeah, I, I hate the culture of keyboard warriors, and especially with like this year in particular, like year of the COVID. Well, so much, so traumatic. many more people have like where they've just been locked in. They're just on their phones more, aren't they? So people have just, and they've got nothing else to do. So they're kind of, they're overthinking the tiniest littlest things. But I do feel like our community is like one of the most positive out there. But from an outside perspective, a lot of people hate on it because they just don't realise how special it is. Well, they don't fully understand they it. They don't, People yeah. hate on things they don't fully understand. Like I, I feel, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say that. Like, I feel like Shannon got more hate on the reels because it was broadcast to a lot more people. It was broadcast to a lot yeah. more people outside the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, some of those comments, though, like, they were awful. But the thing is, is and this is another point about mindset and what, the community does for your mindset because i feel like everybody shares a similar mm. focus which is why you're all unified in that thing like from an outsider's perspective every single person i've spoken to that does it like you all have similar outlooks on, on situations and i think it's from that shared unity and the mindset that helps you deal with those things and you're right those rules were like you know, as your partner, I think it's absolutely amazing what you do with those things. Like, to 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 know how insecure you were with your body previously, to go into being able to do that is mental. And to still have the confidence to see those comments and carry on doing it, I'm like, just keep banging them out. Because, like, every time... And do you know what, people? Like, every single time you put a negative comment on there, the algorithms just roll in in your favour. Yeah, people don't realise that yeah. it literally that helps engagement. That, that yeah. reel that had so much clout on it that I didn't even put there myself, people were just arguing themselves, and I just kind of left them to it. I gained a thousand followers after I posted that reel because people were just, like, interested in the drama. <laughs> so, thank you very much. We're not, <laughs> we're not encouraging drama. No, I'm not encouraging it, clout because. No realistically you know you've got to remember that your words have impacts whether they're typed or not i yeah. I, I listen well thanks for coming on no i have really really enjoyed it it's amazing what yeah. you guys are doing usually you just kind of sit in another room while i record mm. these so it's I kind of good for you to get involved i won't tell your listeners my instagram because it's not very interesting no. <laughs> and i never post on there i so think the last no time you posted was about a year ago i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna plug i have to be quite private with mine um so like you know uh, you just you'll see me like cameo on shannon's occasionally but yeah yeah, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Like, keep spreading the word because it, it, it's only doing good things and uh, hopefully it all keeps going from there. Oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, that's good. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. It is, it is sick. It is sick. Oh, you're quite a good egg, actually, aren't you? Nah, not really. Although Gail is basically too. Oh, Gail, marry me. I love Gail. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Gail's, Gail's my hero. <laughs> It's funny though, isn't it? Because like we can have this like little bit of banter. Like I've never even met Gail, and I'm st I'm bantering through Shannon's Instagram. With like it's just funny how it all works. Yeah, we yeah. love Gail. Well, how about we get you and Gail on an episode, and we'll just leave you two together. <laughs> we'll just get you to <laughs> catch up. Like, so, Two celebs go dating. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm making it happen. No, like wife swap. <laughs> yeah, keto wife swap. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, I can't wait for Gail to be listening to this episode while she's running. I can just already picture her running down the road listening to this. <laughs>
No, it's and it's cool and everybody should like get involved with it. Like if you're just considering trying it from somebody that was fully had no understanding of what keto was or anything, give it a bash, as I would say. <laughs> give it a bash. Because it is it there we is, go. It is quality. It, it, in summary, like that is quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start rambling. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs>